From the founders of Mod Racing and the Northwest Rally Association, this is the Motorsports and Driver Development Show. My name is Katie Lopkovich, and together with Keto Bromeyer, who is my partner in life and business, we've built the fastest growing rally program in the U.S. Through our work, we get to meet incredible people, and this show is all about bringing those people to you. Whether you are curious about what it takes to start racing or you want to get advice from the best on how to improve, each episode will have something for you. Today, we are talking to Chad and Christy Berg of the CBKB Rally Team. This is such a good chat. They so clearly embody the rally spirit and they take the sport seriously where it counts, but are always having fun. In this conversation, we talk about how they got started, what they've learned in that time, and what it's like working with your spouse. From driving, co-driving, supporting a race team, preparation, and sponsorship, they have so much great knowledge to share. You can definitely hear their joy and passion throughout the conversation. Now, before we get into it, I just want to note, Chad and Christy recorded this episode outside, so you'll hear a little bit of background noise, and at one point there's an airplane flying overhead, but just ignore it. We move right on through. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow along with our race series on Instagram or Facebook at Mod Racing, or you can find us online at modracing.com. Now let's get to it. Okay, welcome to the Motorsports and Driver Development Show. I am Katie. And I'm Keto. And we are joined today by Chad and Christy Berg of the CBKB Rally Team. Welcome, you guys. Hello, thanks for having us. Um, so you guys do all the things. You race, you co-drive, you crew. How did you even get started? Oh boy, that's a long story. <laughs> uh, you know, the first exposure our kid was into European motorsports and, and was into rally stuff. And, you know, so as a parent, you're going to support your little kid. And, and then I heard there was some rally race going to happen at Dirtfish Rally School. And um, uh, we went up there and that was the big uh, rally cross race that went up there. And we went up, saw all the big name people, the big pro teams, um, uh, BRC rally cross. And uh, I was like, man, this is pretty impressive. I'll never be able to do this. But there was a guy there selling rally RC cars. <laughs> so we bought rally RC cars. And we started having fun with those, building uh, stages, put on races at our house, got sponsors, um, the whole thing. And I mean, just kind of did it on a smaller scale, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, and that was kind of fun. And and then somehow uh, I heard about Rallycross, you know, our style of Rallycross. And uh, did some reading, did some research. And I thought, well, let's just jump in. And that, at that point, that was a couple years later. Um, the batteries on the RC cars haven't been charged since. <laughs> Did you you had other people come out and run these little races you were hosting? Yeah, we, oh, we yeah. Had, had multi-stage races. Yeah, and we had built courses out in the pasture, in the horse pasture, and yeah. we had timing, and we literally, I mean, it was full stage. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was Bridges, podiums, yeah. Uh, yeah, all fun. kinds of stuff. I'm sorry, I would like to bring that back. I know you think <laughs> little cars are cooler, but that sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't uh one of the rally the rc car companies gave us a to give away as a prize oh yeah we had we had cars you know it was good yeah. we had lots of good stuff to give away and it was fun so christy when did you make the plunge into cool driving so that's kind of a funny story too so the 
boys, Holden and Chad started going to the car stuff before me. I've really never been into that kind of motorsport. So they were doing it kind of dad fun thing. And uh, they went to Olympus, correct, first without me? No, OTR. Or OTR. And they were like, came home and they were like, you know, they camped and they, they're like, you have to go. You, you would love this. This is so much fun. And I was like, okay. So Olympus came and they took me out. And I mean, we walked out to one of the spectator stages and the watching them come through, whipping through the woods and, you know, my mountain biking background. I'm like, I'm out in the woods. I, you know, there's like, then these cars and I'm like, this is really cool. Like, how do, what, what is this? How do we get into this? And yeah, I really just said, I want to do this. And so I went into the, obviously the co-driver side of things. I've not, I've only raced a car once. I drove his for an autocross, uh-huh. but I'm not really in the, the driver side of things, but I was like, how can I get involved in and that's where people are like, you should co-drive. You'd be really good at it. And uh, yeah, I took Craig Drew. They bought me for my birthday, uh, Craig Drew's co-driving clinic class up at Dirtfish. That was a present. And I went and took that and yeah, I just kind of started putting my name out there. And then with one, uh, Kelson uh, McKenzie asked me to go on my very first one for OTR. And uh, fortunately, we rolled the car on the last stage on the first day and we were out and then took a little break and then uh, keto you guys gave me connection uh to matt brassfield and um uh, truck smart racing and now i've been with them for a couple of years and we got a good team so yeah that's my story so has the only training that um you done was the one through craig drew Did yeah you- yeah i met once with chris skukis just kind of on her own thing um mm-hmm. to go over after a couple you know she that was really awesome i went through kind of rules with me because that's the one mm-hmm. thing that you know, you're kind of reading it and it's a lot of stuff to take in. And so she spent yeah. a few hours with me. That was really nice. Um, but yeah, really the bulk of it, my, you know, basic learning came from Craig Goose. So what are, as a co-driver, what are sort of the top three things, if somebody was interested in getting into it, what are the top three things you would want to tell them, make sure they knew or knew how to do before they got started? Yeah, honestly, one of the best things that we, I did that we started together, Chad, again, kind of said, hey, let's go do this, was the Friday night. Um, uh, TSVs and, and as most people I don't even know if they know what those are but they're just like local through town you're going the speed limit it's not about you know that the speed side of things but you have they literally you st- go up the start line they give you your route book you have to keep your, I, I learned more on the, on that the organizational side of things through those than so far almost anything I've done and then um, so I would say you know it's just a great way to kind of get your a taste for it but without the pressure of having you know, kind of reading and going through and trying to understand your know, transits and I mean they have everything built in just like a regular rally so it's a really I learned a lot through that mm-hmm. um, and then I would probably say to take some kind of training class if you can find it um, that was helpful just to kind of get the there's a lot of things to know being a co-driver mm-hmm. and it takes from everybody's told me is it takes two or three years before you really kind of feel like you're confident and that you know yeah. Won't say everything but you know enough to be successful um and i would agree with that you know you have to be pretty organized um so just i think the classes alone that that is a real confidence builder to help you kind of get some of those questions answered and um just even a time card like how to do a time card i mean that was that's so overwhelming when you first start doing that so classes help with that um yeah and then don't be afraid to just do it like it's really that much fun and you know i mean you're learning as you go and i lucked out that obviously with matt he was new, um, so we, we learned together. Um, so we can make mistakes, and we try not to. But if it happens, it's not, you know, the pressure was a little different. Um, you know, so yeah, it's just kind of don't be afraid to, to give it a go. Anybody can do it, really. 
And Chad, now you crew. When she's co-driving, you're out there working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, never thought I'd be working on cars. <laughs> race cars, but uh, yeah, when we team up with the Truck Smart Racing Team, uh, they're out of Auburn, California, uh, a stage rally team uh, with the Brassfields. Owner is John Brassfield, driver is Matt Brassfield. Now we get along great. We got a pretty good system. Me and uh, John, I call him Uncle John. He's like an <laughs> uncle, but uh, we kind of run the service area and coordinate that. And uh, we've got a pretty good system going. You know, we, we run things pretty simple just due to our experience and knowledge as far as repair stuff and keeping the car maintained and, and that kind of stuff. We, we're limited and uh, we've been pretty lucky to be honest, but it, I think with our limitations, we try to prepare that much more, mm-hmm. preparing the car, preparing our own logistics, all these things to uh, minimize something happening. But you know how rally goes. That's the way it goes anyways. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at the stage rallies, uh, we set up the service area and help these guys do good. So someone wanting to get into service, um, you know, getting the crew um, stage rally, what, what advice would you give them? get into it yeah you know i i think the best thing to do is uh go to the rallies as a spectator you know and and i hear people say volunteer and stuff and, and it is man the volunteering thing is, is so important but a lot of times volunteering you are on different locations of course so it's great it's great for viewing and it is important uh but when it comes time to do crew and service you kind of need to be in the paddock uh as a spectator and see what's going on just um I love the word logistics, but logistically what it looks like, planning what it looks like, how it's executed when the cars come in, um, kind of just these you know, rules of the road and trade secret safety things and things that guys are doing. And almost all the mechanics and everyone in there is super friendly. I mean, we started this asking questions and then of course I would snap pictures, you know, see what their setup is like. Uh, and I'm still doing that, but I would encourage people to go and view get an idea and you'd be amazed. Uh, you can make a friend pretty quick at a rally race. You just say, Hey, is there any, the next race, could I give you guys a hand? And, uh, it might be checking tire pressures. That's it. It might just be washing the windows. And, uh, next thing you know, cutting metal and fabricating <laughs> bolt, you know, whatever. So, but, uh, usually pretty, people are pretty open to that. And of course the social media, there's times where people are just looking for someone yeah. uh, to help out that's on a shoestring budget. So, so you guys are in Washington, they're down in California. What does your preparation look like? What are you talking about? What are you doing individually and together in advance of a race? Uh, yeah, so I basically kind of start the, the as soon as I get information uh, for anything as far as races or info, I go right into that mode where I do all the, you know, handle our lodging, um, you know, travel, uh, anything that um, most of the time, the ones we've all been to, we're all driving to. Um, we did go to Cal- uh, Colorado last year and flew that. So we had some extra logistical things to set up, but I kind of handled behind the scenes on all of that, make sure that's all taken care of. Um, Chad and John always have kind of a checklist to go through. I know they chat a lot the days before, making sure what are you bringing? What are they bringing? Um, you know, so that kind of making sure all that. And then they, we obviously meet up the day before, get their day or, you know, the day early so we can kind of check in and then we go into uh, practice, you know, Ricky the next day. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot going on. I pretty much start the second 
anything is released as far as ARA, even just dates, I'm automatically on the computer trying to find a hotel room just to make that for everybody. Um, so they don't have to worry about that. Um, they just show up and um, make that work. But yeah, it's an awesome team effort. I think everybody does their part. Uh, it flows really well. I, um, you know, I, I just actually talked to Matt yesterday. He's doing some stuff for the dirt uh, or I race. I don't know what he's doing. But anyway, I was helping him get some information from prior uh, uh, Olympus and yeah, so it's just a good, like I said, we're lucky. We have a really good team dynamic. I think we really all feel like family um, and, you know, to the point of where we're all missing each other right now. Racing. Um, but yeah, so there's what, like I said, logistically is just a lot of little things. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about driving. Chad, you went from RC cars to racing. Did you just show up or what kind of learning did you do in advance? Uh, in advance, um, <laughs> I did. I did. I watched a lot of videos. I mean, to be honest, I watched. I watched videos and getting into rallycross. It's fun watching uh, stage rally videos, but I really needed to watch rallycross videos, right? Yeah. And um, and and let's be honest. Sometimes those views from inside the car is not the same. Doesn't transfer to video well. So um, you know, the only thing I could do was uh, figure out the rule book. I did that kind of preparing for my first race mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of thought about weather. What kind of weather are we going to encounter? And we didn't have much for parts. I had a jack and uh, a lug wrench, <laughs> not an impact wrench, a jack and a lug wrench and a tarp. And, but I made sure, Hey, we got raincoats. We got sunglasses. We got boots. We've got, you know, regular shoes, just kind of what do we have that we can go in and, and prepare for. Mm -hmm. And then just to kind of have an open mind. Um, I kind of didn't know what to expect. And of course, you know, our scene racing here in the Northwest is not like the stuff on the videos in the Midwest. <laughs> and uh, so that was, it was awesome. It made it even that much more cool. Our courses and um, it was eye opening, but. We come from cycling, like we race bicycles for 20 something years. So we have a ginormous toolbox of bike stuff. <laughs> we, didn't do, we didn't really grow up with cars. So, I mean, we have some tools, but it was not like, we really were like, all right, we're just gonna throw into this, and we're just over the years been acquiring all of our tools and everything, kind of as needed, right? So, so now that you have a few races under your belt, a few years, a few seasons, a few championships, even maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. What um, what would you tell beginner Chad if you could uh, maybe before the race? What what, what would you tell him? I would say uh, you you did marry a rally girl, right? <laughs> Without ask him. So uh, that's one thing that does work for us is we're both into it. Yeah. And uh, you know whether it's the time commitment um, or you know a couple extra bucks you need to spend or sometimes just want to spend, mm -hmm. it makes that easy. Um, what would I tell myself? I would I would say the biggest thing, kind of go back to what I was talking about, is the preparation, and I think it's underrated. Um, you know, we talk about walking the course and, you know, make sure there's fuel in your car, all these different things, right? Your seatbelts work. Anybody that knows me knows that I really like to prepare and I bring a lot of stuff and um, I don't get caught. I don't get caught out usually in terms of I might not be the best driver that day or something might break on the car, but it's not because I wasn't prepared. And, you know, that includes where our paddock is going to be, how it's set up. Um, everything I can do within my experience and budget for the car, um, 
And that's all done. That starts a few days before the event. Mm -hmm. And I use checklists. I like checklists. Um, I need them. I'm not that smart and I have a horrible memory. So I use checklists. And just when I think I don't need that checklist anymore, I still check it. And so I have a checklist for the trailer. I have a checklist for the car. I have a checklist for our stuff. And, uh, and I, I stick to that. I think that's really important. I've seen on social media some people that share those. If I could get anybody um, that advice is make a checklist. And maybe a first time, all it is is a jack and a lug wrench. <laughs> but at some point, you're going to be able to get everything you need down to that race, and you're going to need a list to remind you. All right, give you something to build on. Mm -hmm. Next time, you can add a few things to your jack and your lug wrench and your <laughs> rain jacket. But you know what? You guys showing up with uh, spare shoes is more than a lot of new people know. <laughs> Yes. I swear I can make it as big and bold in an email as I want. There are still going to be folks showing up on a rainy day in canvas shoes. So, right, in a t shirt. Can I add to that? Yes. Last year was one of the races, and it was nice when we left Arlington. So I had uh -oh. flip flops on. <laughs> oh, no. I got down to Centralia, yeah. and I realized I had my racing yeah. shoes, but I, I didn't have anything else, you know, to. To, uh, to to do the workstation and yeah. so guess what I went I went to the outlet oh. store Vans and bought those canvas shoes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. It was pouring down rain. I was in canvas shoes, but it was better than flip flops. So yeah, I'm still that guy. <laughs> There's a big difference between forgetting and just thinking like, oh, I only need my Vans. <laughs> Let's talk about your post-race checklist. Yes. I know you have, I actually don't know you have one. I'm making an assumption, but what's on the post-race checklist? Before you answer that, do you wash and detail your car after every race? This yes. sounds like a setup question. Yes, he does. He even washes his fire extinguishers, and we know that. I have seen the fire extinguishers getting polished. Yes. Yes, I have. Guilty of charge. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I clean the car up to the best of, how it can look nowadays and um before the race and that kind of goes back to uh, of course i'm cleaning it after right i mean it's getting pressure washed underneath and things taken apart just so uh it just doesn't rot but um i do believe in doing that before a race for a couple reasons we always had to do it with our bikes and both with sponsors and professional image and um you know we're not getting paid to do rallies by any means but it does send a message and, you know, if, if the camera flash goes off and that picture looks just right, sponsors like that stuff. And I know we're going to get into sponsorship stuff in a little bit, but um, I'm trying to put somebody's name out there and uh, they want a label on that tin can. You know what I mean? Right. They want a label and they want to be able to recognize that tin can from other tin cans. Um, I also think... Uh, a clean car is a happy car. A lot of times when we're cleaning and doing things like that, we find problems. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't recognize every little rattle or creak or moan in a car just because I'm still kind of new to the sport. But uh, I have noticed a crack. I have noticed missing bolts. Um, and that's all why cleaning the car, sometimes before and sometimes after. And it is, I mean, it is still a daily driver, like as much as it's a race car. It is his daily driver too. So I mean, it is shouldn't kind of, be. It's just it, too fun to drive. But it is one of those things where if he doesn't, I mean, it's the whole afterwards taking it all apart. Yeah, obviously putting different wheel tires on all that. But just really, it's just keeping it so it can be driven. You know, as his normal vehicle. 
I, I mean, I, I personally think a serious driver is going to wash their car between events if for no other reason just to get that 12 pounds of dirt out of it. <laughs> I mean, it makes your car 12 pounds lighter. I mean, there's people who pay hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to remove 12 pounds. I mean, you think about a carbon hood, 12 pounds, and people pay a thousand dollars for it. I mean, you know, wash your car. <laughs> funny story about the very first race when we were coming home we didn't have a trailer we were driving the car down there we brought my truck as well so we have in a worst case but holding an iron in my truck and chad's kind of falling behind us and i was real we're heading back out of toodle on the back roads and i'm kind of like where's chad what's going on and i realized he's like oh we got to stop at the gas station up there you know the car's just like really running rough and i was like oh no you know what's going on so we get up the gas station well it's the amount of dirt and mud that was in the wheels was in making oh, the car off balance. Oh, so every time oh, you would hit it over like 15 hours. Yeah, so it was like, we literally had to jack it up, take the wheels off, wash, you know, clean them off at the, the, the gas station there on whatever that exit is. And yeah, the car's up on jacks. Everybody's coming over. Are you guys okay? And we're like, no, we're good. We just learning experience. You we know? know exactly <laughs> what we're doing, sir. Just step back. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So that was all the Dirt in the wheels. So oh, yeah. My gosh. I love it. So you brought up sponsors and that is something we definitely want to talk to you about. We know that every driver wants to be a sponsored driver. We all want to either make millions of dollars or at least not have to pay millions of dollars to race. You guys have really grown your sponsors over the years. And so I want to hear about both sides of it. How have you gotten them and how have you kept them? You know that, and that's, thanks for asking that question. I, I think one thing, there's lots of stuff out there on uh, how to get sponsors. And it always seems really easy, which we know it's not. There's not enough information out there on how to keep them. And um, so kind of going back to getting sponsors, fortunately coming into to, uh, to rally and motorsports, even though that was totally new to us, getting sponsors was not. As Christy mentioned, we've raced an elite level in cycling since we were, you know, 20, 25 years now. And uh, I've ran probably four different elite regional cycling teams mm-hmm. and with that came the responsibility of getting sponsorships so I could get people bikes and their stuff paid for, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of learned on my own, you know, and, and with some other good mentors and team directors. And the cool thing is it all translated right over to motorsports. Yeah. And I'd always heard that, um, Hey, motorsports, man, they just give stuff away. It's way easier than cycling. I can now say that's not true. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's, challenging. It, it's no different. Um, and then, of course, you got to consider your sport, right? I mean, rally is still, especially in this country, a fringe when it comes to sponsorships versus, you know, NASCAR and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I would encourage people to build a brand, you know, whether it's just your name you're going by. And I think some people are concerned that it makes them feel conceited or, um, but you need to build a brand and some type of image or something of what you're about. You know, our program is, uh, yeah, we're a couple, but we're a family team. You know, Holden will come out and service for us. He does autocross uh, in his car. And to be honest, he's the one that got us into this sport. <laughs> so it's, that's our thing is we're a developing family new to in the sport. And we're going to go out and we're going to learn. Come with us and, and follow us on this journey. From co-driving and stage rally to doing rally cross and those types of things. So, um, yeah, we started off small, and uh, to be honest, 
we named the team, we started a Facebook page, and in about two hours, I had uh, someone contact me and says, hey man, we'd like to sponsor you guys. And, Does that uh, sound normal? No, not normal. <laughs> not, not normal. Um, and that was Randy, that was uh, Mountain, USA, yeah. California. And he was like, hey, you know, do you have this? Are you doing this? No. And, and uh, you know, we talked a bit, we exchanged information, I sent him a proposal. It wasn't like he was just contacting me, giving stuff away. Um, and, and so they started helping us out. And that was the first thing. So um, awesome. that was a good, that was kind of a good start. And it was some things that our car needed, you know, to be competitive. But uh, the thing that I try to do, I mean, I'll put together a proposal. I do it on PowerPoint and I'm not a big savvy computer guy, but I do like pictures and I like bright colors <laughs> so I can make it look kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I'd encourage people again, build your brand and you got to give somebody something that they can see. Gone is the day where you park in the parking lot of that potential sponsor and you walk inside and you have a, a conference room you get to present something to, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all being done through email and maybe a phone call. So yeah. you have to be able to sell yourself uh, in that form. Yeah. But even more important than being able to sell yourself is and i've heard keto i've heard you talk about this lots and it's the uh the roi return on investment mm -hmm. and people do not uh take that seriously enough um people want you gotta if you want to get something whether that's support whether that's parts whether that's finances um it's a handshake it's a partnership they expect something in return mm -hmm. and to be honest they expect something equal or bigger in return and I think that's what people underestimate. Um, you know, people have asked me before, why don't you get some more sponsors? You're really good at it. Every little sponsor we get, even if it's just a discount on parts, is a part-time job I just picked up. Yep. Right? After every race, at a minimum, not to mention, you know, hey, every couple of weeks, I like to post something about our sponsors, those who support us. Or, um, but you're taking on a responsibility. And you want them at the end of the season to know exactly who you are and they recognize your car, they know what motorsport you compete in, and they can go, you got a pretty good deal out of that. You got a pretty good deal. Because it's really easy to get a free air filter and walk away and never say anything again, you know, with a sticker on your front. Yeah. So I think people need to look at every time you pick up, even just the simplest basic sponsor, is look at the responsibilities you're taking on uh, a part-time job. Mm -hmm. Stay in touch with them. I mean, I like to use the term partnership instead of a sponsorship. It always starts off as a sponsorship, but my intention is to turn it into a partnership. Mm -hmm. And the people that are helping us out, it's all first name stuff and it's uh, it's really fun. It's really yeah. fun, it's for partnerships. That's so great. And to your point earlier about preparation, you know, you took this step of getting out there, you put together a nice car. I'm sure you snapped some pictures, wrote a good bio on your Facebook page, you put it up, and somebody reached out to you right away. It may not happen within two hours for most people, but if you've done some legwork and you've been a little bit prepared, it will happen. And then you're ready when that person reaches out. And I definitely say proposals that are put out to sponsors that include an ROI mm -hmm. are definitely going to get a look. Whereas if you're just like, hey, you know, just have this conversation, there's no such thing as free money. 
<laughs> much as people like to say that it just yeah. doesn't exist. And so if you say, hey, I want a free part, you're basically asking for free money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. But you got to, in your proposal, you have to, what are they going to get out of it? Yeah. Right. You know, especially something, you know, in, in some of these more fringe motorsports that maybe don't draw tons of spectators. Mm-hmm. That's even can be more difficult. So now your promotion uh, is maybe not even race day. Mm-hmm. right your promotion is the off days or maybe driving to the races yeah. you know? um, and that that's really important but absolutely on those proposals you have to put what your uh what you intend to do for them how how's it going to be worth their while and like i said aim high try to exceed try to give them the better deal than you're getting because that deal next year it can change mm-hmm. yeah it can get better right you know every year you kind of renegotiate so and don't bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing with rally is, um, you know, it's growing at such a, a high pace, and it gives a sponsor, it gives you an opportunity to to pitch to the sponsor that they get to come in at the ground level and you know be here from the beginning as it grows, but also their exposure as it grows will also grow, and so it's a good value to get in now. You know, I mean, it's just like you refinance your house when it's low interest, right? You know, you get in while it's good, right? So it's the same thing with a sponsor. It's an opportunity for them to get in early because, you know, once it does get to NASCAR, you know, then then the sponsor is very, you know, difficult because it's expensive, you know. But, you know, it's early. It's opportunity for them to get exposure, you know, just very grassroots, very loyal, um, yeah, potential customers. Yep, and that going back to again keeping them in the loop, keep them engaged yeah. in yes. your sport. Keep yeah. them engaged. You're not their only sponsor, more than likely, right? They've got guys doing drifting. They got guys doing stock car stuff. You know, whatever car shows. Keep them engaged. Right. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. Um. So you said you were a family team, which I think is amazing, but we've left out really one very important family member. You mentioned Holden. Uh, we haven't talked about Sherman Bird. Oh, Sherman. Sherman's famous. He's like everywhere. He's made the, you know, ARA website. I'm like, well, I guess our dog's more famous than we are. So with it being a family team, you mentioned you guys might be a couple. I'm curious, what are some of the fun dynamics that show themselves when you're trying to do something like this with your spouse? <laughs> We're pretty lucky, I will say. I mean, we have a lot of friends who used to, in cycling world, they used to joke and say, would they say, if you want to get a divorce, ride a tandem bike with your other, you know, basically, <laughs> it's kind of one of those, like, if you're that doing, trying to, you know, run. But Chai for whatever reason, I think in all of our years, I mean, by no means are we perfect. We have our ups and downs. But on race day, we tend to kind of, I mean, I think only once ever you've told me to not, I said something and you were like, just don't do that or something like, don't say, and I was like, I'm so sorry. But I mean, we don't, I guess we read each other. We've been together for, you know, 26 years now. So we read each other well and know each other that way really well. Um, We're both super competitive and both kind of bullheaded. Uh, So we, that is, I guess maybe where we could maybe get like that, but it's not bad. I mean, we're, we're lucky. I don't know what it is. I I think too, is uh, we, well, I don't want to say it sounds like we're operating a business out of our marriage, <laughs> but I mean, uh, really, I think we're really good at staying in our own lane mm-hmm. sure. what we're good at, you know, I mean, uh, planning and that discipline and herding cats, cracking the whip, 
uh, making those phone calls, you know, that logistic planning, hotels, flights, that kind of stuff. Um, Christy's awesome with that stuff. I hate doing it. <laughs> and, uh, and she likes doing it, playing that mother hen. Yeah. Um, I don't get in her way. I just might ask, hey, where are we staying on Friday night? <laughs> uh, at the same time, the car preps up. Again, she's supportive. She's out. She's helping, hanging out. But she kind of follows my suggestion on that. And yeah. so we both, uh, even just a weekend of Rallycross, we have, we have things that um, we systematically do. Everything from loading to unloading to uh, once we're both in the car. And the same as at the stage rallies yeah. and we like doing our own jobs. We'll we'll meet in the front seat. We'll we'll have that time. But but I think like in the car because I obviously in uh, rallycross you don't have to have a co-driver. Um, but Chad, as we've always worked well together, and he says, I mean for the most part, I help you. I think yeah. um, <laughs> he's better on there than not there. Um, it's you know the extra eyes or whatever for him. You know you don't need to call out notes quite as much obviously in rallycross, but I help him kind of keep keep the line, keep the next cone, coaching. the next turn, just coaching, just coaching. Um, but that part we're really good at. Like I said, for some reason, like I said, I know some people that maybe could not do that. Like, I don't know that they could be in the car doing that together and maybe have it end the same way. So it's important mm -hmm. that you do that. You got someone in there that, you know, do, that you can, you know, be that way with, but um, yeah, we're just lucky. I think, I mean, <laughs> we get along good enough. So, but yes, there are many times now you probably, Somebody out there has probably seen us at some point having a little uh, a tiff or an argument somewhere along the trailer. That happens. So, yeah. <laughs> More bike racing than it does in car racing, I think. But so, so let me change gears a little bit here. What is the plan for the future? Yeah, what's next? For both of you. We're going to stay married. Great. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's plan. good to hear. I'm talking about the motorsports end. Oh. We're going to stay married. Okay. <laughs> uh boy you know what we were you talking like this season's goals or <laughs> a three-year plan a five-year plan a ten-year plan whatever you're thinking let's, about let's, let's hear, hear the five-year okay the five-year plan um really enjoying rally cross mm -hmm. uh really enjoying you know christy doing the stage rally and, and that's mm -hmm. been a big benefit um you know thanks to truck smart racing and even guys like chris tobiashi that given us uh, the opportunity to kind of get into sprint rallies and stage rallies, um, we're able to kind of learn through somebody else and a lot of it on their budget. Uh, so that's been really good. And, and again, it tells, you know, what kind of tools we need, what kind of knowledge we need, what kind of help do we need? Um, and that's been really awesome. Of course, the, the ultimate goal that our plan is, is um, for us to have our own stage car. Um, whether it's rally cross and stage. I see a lot of guys leave rally cross and go to stage. I think I'd rather do both, mm -hmm. but um, that's what we're looking at the goal. Of course, as parents and our kid in college, yeah, that's um, right now we're gonna be real responsible. And once he graduates college, we're gonna be real stupid and just blow all our money. <laughs> so, uh, but that's, that's where we're going. Again, Christy continues to develop in the co-driver's seat, having tons of success. Um, yeah. I'm learning how cars work and how they move off road in rallycross um, and at these stage rallies working for truck smart racing i kind of like the trajectory of where we're going i think it's uh it's responsible for us what works for us and uh, i think we'll be better prepared when we go there and we're not rushed no so i want um to toot your horn a little bit 
So um, why don't you tell me exactly what that means, your success? Last year, you guys placed where? In what? In yeah, stage rally. Oh. ARA. Stage rally? Yeah. Um, so in um, limited four-wheel drive, we uh, took first place. Uh, driver and co-driver and uh, a western sorry western not national um and i think i i should know this but out of every overall regional i'm not going to quote it i can't remember but we were up there in the top positions for overall as well um, at all categories. but um yeah we took our class so nice. and chad uh last year was a good year um yeah ended up going into the modified front wheel drive class and because that's where all the competition was and I knew guys would make me faster yeah. and they did. we were able to come out on top so uh, I did not expect that at the beginning of the season um, especially racing against those guys but it all worked out it was it was pretty awesome yeah that's well, a lot of competition in that line front yeah it's great love it yeah well, thank you guys so much. Thank you for your time, all your wisdom and sharing everything that you've learned along the last few years. Where can people find you online? Uh, right now we predominantly use our, our Facebook page and that's CBKD Rally Team on Facebook. Along with uh, our Facebook page, again, if somebody comes out to a race, either as a new driver or just coming to check it out, come up to our paddock area, man. We'd love to talk to people show them uh, what we've got going on, where we're going, uh, what we learned. We're really good at making fun of ourselves on mistakes we've made in the past. And people can come up to us anytime, anytime. That's good advice. Awesome. Love it. Before you guys go, shout out to you guys for thank you for putting on the races. Like, yeah. it, I can't see it. It's so much appreciated. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and learned a thing or two from Chad and Christy. If you did, we would love to know. And the best way to tell us is by sharing the episode. Take a screenshot, post it to Instagram and tag us at Mod Racing. Mod is spelled M-O-D-D, just so you know. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you want to support the show, take a minute to leave a rating and review. Thanks for joining us. We will catch you guys next time.